0: Welcome to the Back Row Texan Show. Brought to you by the Back Row Sports Network. I'm your host, Branson Thomas, talking all things Houston Texans football. Here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Back Row Texan Show. This is episode 5. The draft just happened. Hope everybody's feeling good about it. I actually liked what Houston did. Um, I do feel we could have traded back some more than what we did, but overall I liked how Houston handled it. As for the draft in general, I actually really enjoyed it. I was, I was a bit surprised, you know, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out being everything being virtual, but I liked it. I liked the cameras in, in the houses, you know, getting to see the family's reactions. So I think, you know, the NFL should keep that going forward, you know, next year, invite your first rounders like normal, but then maybe your day two guys have cameras out there to get those reactions. Cause that's, that's a fun thing to see for everybody. I did like the commissioner in his basement. I didn't think it was terrible. I liked the booze and all of that that they added in. That was smart on their part to keep that going. <laughs> the Skittles were stupid, but whatever. It was entertaining. But overall, I think they did a really good job. And lo and behold, there weren't really any glitches or technical difficulties that you know we saw, at least. Nothing major that caused any controversies. It was overall a good job by the NFL. Now, for the Texans... We started out the day with seven picks, and we ended up with five to end the day, which kind of goes along with what Bill O'Brien has been saying this offseason, and he doesn't think rookies are going to do as well this year because of the lack of offseason. So I'm not shocked that we went from seven to five, but there was definitely some action on the board with the Texans, uh, more so than I thought there would be. So Houston didn't have a day one pick because of their trade with Miami to get Laramie Tunzel. Speaking of which, just before the draft, he signed a three-year, $66 million contract. 57 of that guaranteed. He is now the highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL by $4 million a year. That's a big jump, but we knew it was going to happen. And I'm super happy for the guy. He doesn't have an agent. He's been representing himself. He's just been getting advice from people. Uh, But he's done all the work on his own. So that's awesome for him. I like being able to see that the guys can do that. You know, it shows the intelligence, shows the drive. You know what you are worth. You know, you are, you're out there and you are getting your value. You're not depending on somebody else to get a value they think you deserve. You know what you want and what you think you deserve. So that's awesome for him. Congratulations on the big contract. We all knew it was coming. Now we got to shine Deshaun Watson, which there have been preliminary talks in that matter also. So maybe here in the next couple weeks, I'll be doing some emergency podcast, uh, letting you know DW4 is here for the the long haul. We'll see. We'll get from that part. Back to the draft. So Houston didn't have the first round pick, uh, but there were rumors that Bill O'Brien was calling in to see what it would cost to move back into the later first round. So, you know, that got a lot of people talking and there was buzz around that. Um, He ended up not doing it. Day one was really quiet. And in my opinion, I was super happy he didn't trade up. A lot of talent fell back to the second round. It was pretty, pretty great. You know, you had Grant Delpit, you had Ross Blacklock, you had several other people zach Braun, you know a bunch of these guys that we've been mocking over the past month that are all going in the first round for many we're still there there was a lot of defensive talent because there was an offensive tackle run the cornerbacks shot off the board that i was not expecting that many cornerbacks to go in round one that was crazy but it did and it pushed all these other positions back further in the draft which helps a ton it it couldn't have gone any better for Houston, to be honest with you. You know, I'm sitting there; we're the eighth pick on day two, and there's ten guys I would take. So for sure, I know that you know we're we're gonna get somebody somebody that I like. I've been I've been saying my draft crush has been Grant Del Pitt, and lo and behold, he's there at forty, but we don't take him. <laughs> that's okay. It's that's okay, but. I still would have loved to take him. I also thought Houston should have traded back out of 40. Uh, we could have picked up you know, another third or second round pick maybe if somebody jumped up far enough. Because uh, there was a lot of p- uh, talent there still. So we could have moved back and still gotten somebody solid. But we didn't. And we took Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle, out of TCU. I'm pretty sure he's been my most mocked pick at number 40 when doing these. So... You know, I feel kinda good about that. Like I said, he's he's a solid pass rusher. He is gonna, you know, gonna take some developing, but what player isn't? Nobody comes in perfect. They all gonna need it. And you know, with Anthony Weaver as the new defensive coordinator, like I've said previously, the dude's a great coach. He was a D-line coach. Look what he did to DJ Reader. He's going to help develop this kid and make him special. It's gonna be some 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 good stuff from him in the future. You know, hopefully he gets in there with uh, Brandon Dunn and Timmy Jurgen and uh, really helps bolster that line. And he is versatile enough that he can play the edge on the 3-4 defense if we need him to because Houston does like to mix and match their front seven a lot. So we'll see. That ended our round two for us. In round three, we had pick 90. Uh, we didn't trade back up or anything, so we did have that 50-player 50, 50 gap in between, which you know always sucks, but this is a deep class of draftees, and there were still several guys on the board at 90 that I liked. And apparently, there was a trade in place with Detroit to take pick 90, but they backed out at the last minute, and there's video of Bill O'Brien in rage and furious and... This is what it was, you know. Detroit—they had a plan in place to trade back with them, and they bailed. They just said, "Nope, we're good," you know, with a minute left, basically, and forced the Texans to then scramble and kind of get their bearings back together. They ended up taking Jonathan Grenard, the linebacker, out of Florida. You know, he's he had nine and a half sacks last season with Florida, led the SEC. You know, twenty-three tackles for loss. He's he's somebody there who's gonna come in and help bolster the pass rush, something they really needed. I'm guessing Bill O'Brien was trying to trade back with Detroit and still get Grenard. That was his target. I do think he reached up a little for him at 90. I think he was really wanting to get that value and trade back. It didn't happen, so we took him. And like I said, I like the kid. He was kinda under, he's not getting as much attention as I feel he should, you know, the more and more you dig into the draft process and do these mocks and stuff, the more and more you start liking guys and you start seeing the potential in them. And he's one of the ones that a lot of people around uh, the league, are, they see that potential in him. So, you know, hopefully it comes out and, you know, J.J. Watt helps him. He's going to be there with, you know, Merciless, Edge Scarlett, Four and Martin. He'll join that outside linebacking group and hopefully really just kind of flourish and, And get in there and start from not start from day one but you know if he's starting by the end of the year that means he's he's done great things in Excel all right so after 90 our fourth round pick is 111 we end up trading back we traded with the Dolphins they get their fourth round pick that they originally gave us uh, for the Tunzel and we get in return, pick one thirty six and one forty one. So we turned our one fourth round pick into two. okay, you know and it's not that much later. it's it's twenty five picks later, but still, it's they're not too late to where you're losing a ton of value, but you you just picked up two players now. okay, cool. I'm excited. you know he's he's trying to make moves. He was trying to do it at ninety. he's he did it at one eleven. okay, sweet. And we picked up another player. So now we're up to eight. So now we wait. Click, 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 click. Gets the pick 126. Rams are up. Bill O'Brien makes the call. Hey, Rams. I want want this pick. So Houston gets the 126 pick. And we give the Rams pick 136, which we just got. And then two of our seventh round picks, 248 and 250. All right. You know, there's seventh round picks, this and that. So... It's not a ton, but, you know, you gave, now you've given up three picks for the one. Okay, we're down players again. Anyways, at 126, we take offensive tackle Charlie Heck out of North Carolina. You know, he's big dude, uh, big body. He's going to be our backup tackle, our swing tackle. You know, he's played both sides. It's, it's great depth. You know, Roderick Johnson, I love the guy. I was a huge fan of him. Still am. He's pretty inconsistent, and I do feel this guy is probably going to push for his his backup spot before the season's over. You know, anytime you can upgrade on the line or even the backup position, that's great. Like I said, he played the left side last year, started 12 games for him, and then played the previous two seasons before that on the right side. So like I said, he's done both sides. He also has, he's got football in his blood. You know his dad. His dad is a is a coach in the league, and so he knows he knows what it takes. Um, Last year he allowed only 14 pressures, but not a single sack. So that's good. So there's there's improvement there. Like I said, depth on the line is always welcome. And now move back into round four. We are at 141. That second pick we got from the Dolphins there. We stay put and we land John Reed cornerback out of Penn State. No, Bill O'Brien didn't have anything to do with recruiting him or have anything to do with coaching him. He was out of Penn State at that time. So there's no connection that way, but it is Penn State. He's close with the coach and you got to feel that he's going to he's going to like guys coming from his old school there. Either way, kind of addresses the slot ish corner position, um, you know, the one I'm hoping Roby's playing in. So then him coming in as a backup or a special teamser, that's great. You know, it's a good depth piece. He may or may not make the squad. We are kind of deep at cornerback at this point. He, still, he's, he's a shorter guy, but he's a heck of a player, really aggressive, um, grades really well on the man coverage he did do, can play zone. So I'd be interested to see what he does. He does have hit injury history. Uh, two thousand seventeen, he had a torn ACL, but came back and played played well. You know, last year he had thirty seven tackles, two interceptions, several passes defended. He he did real well last year for for Penn State, and he may or may not contribute this year. If he is on the team, he will be on special teams. And now our original fifth round pick, pick number one seventy one, we stay put and keep. And we select wide receiver out of Rhode Island, Isaiah Coulter. You know, it's a deep wide receiver class. So you knew they were at some point going to take somebody. You know, I was I was betting for more of the possession receiver, really big guy, high jump, you know, go get those 50-50 balls at a high rate. But we got a... Uh, Person who runs a four-four-five, another speed guy. Like it's a deep threat to go along with Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, and Kenny Stills, who are deep threats. That's fine, you know. Again, with what we have, like I said, we have Fuller, we have Cooks, Stills, Cobb, Carter, and QT. That's six right there. I'm still unsure if QT stays around. He has promise, but he might get traded and he might get cut. Who knows? And then there's Culture. Plus, we have the other guys that didn't make the roster last year, but are on our scout team that we still have and like. So, it is a long shot for him to make the squad, but, you know, it's it's another body, it's another addition, and the kid has good tape. It'll be fun to watch him uh, if he does get in there. Like I said, he is another speedy target for Deshaun, and this what looks to be a high-flying offense now going forward. So... We don't have a sixth round pick, and after the trade with the Rams, we only have one seventh-round pick. That's pick 240. Uh, So at 240, it rolls around. Like, you know, you pick somebody a shot in the dark. You know, you're trying to find a diamond in the rough or another camp body. One of the two. Well, Houston trades the pick. We trade it to New Orleans for their 2021 sixth-round pick. Okay. You know, it was a little unexpected, but now, you know, we're done. The draft is over for us, uh, but, you know, we we picked up a six-round pick next year for our seventh-round pick this year. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's going to probably be a later six-round pick, obviously, because the Saints are solid. But still, you know, if there wasn't anybody there you were, like, just dying to get, why not? There's going to be a ton of talent there after the draft is over to sign free agents. And we'll get into more of that in a minute, but why not? Get that extra value next year because we know we already don't have a first and second round pick next year uh, because of the stills and tons of trade. So get as much capital as you can. Maybe he sees next year. Okay, this year, no offseason, more veterans. Next year, we'll get some more, more picks and... We'll see how these rookies can go. Maybe use that, pair it up with some more, and trade up somewhere. Who knows? But I I don't hate it. You know, it's it's fine. Kind of in the middle doesn't really matter. But it is what it is, and it's done. So to review, we took Blacklock, defensive tackle, Grenard, pass rushing linebacker, Heck, offensive tackle, Reed, cornerback, and Coltura, wide receiver. So we hit on a lot of our needs. We needed D-line and pass rush. We needed offensive lineman depth. I was in more in the mood for guard, but, you know, uh, swing tackle works great. We need help in the defensive backfield, and we needed a wide receiver to go along with the group. So we kind of hit where we needed. And, you know, the draft grades from analysts uh, around the league range anywhere from we got an F to a B plus. I'm more towards the higher end. I do think we could have done some things differently, but you know, I'm not the GM. I don't get paid to do that. I wish I was. That'd be an amazing job, but I don't. And you know, I, I still give him a B, uh, but we'll see. And you have, time will tell. Tom Brady was 199th overall pick. Sixth round. Now he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, or greatest football players of all time. So You never know what you're getting. Our fourth and fifth round picks may become all-stars. Maybe the best on the team. Who knows? Either way, time will tell. And overall, I like this draft class. So now that the draft is over, you immediately move on to the undrafted free agents. And so far, if I'm correct, Houston has signed eight of them. They have linebacker Jan Johnson out of Penn State. Go figure. A interior l- offensive lineman, Alex Woodworth out of North Texas. So there's some offensive line depth in the interior. Okay. Uh, we had a Georgia wide receiver, Tyler Simmons, from, you know, utilized him quite a bit. So it's good to, good to see that. You know, more depth, more special teams, more camp bodies basically. That's what it takes. The more bodies you put in there, you have to have a 90-man roster by a certain date, and well, you got to fill it somehow. Uh, we picked up Ole Miss running back Scott Phillips. He could be in the mix to get some carries this year. We'll see. He may actually jump up the board a little bit on the depth chart and see some action, so keep your keep your eye on uh, Scotty Phillips there. Uh, we had tight end Dylan Stapleton out of James Madison. Uh, he signed with the team, you know, another tight end to go with the group. Uh, that seems like a long shot to make it with the group we have. I already don't think all four of our current guys are on the roster, but we'll see from there. Um, there's West Georgia defensive tackle, Ozuya Alfoya. <laughs> Alright, if he stays on the team, I promise I will get that name right. Um... You know, another interior presence. And he's actually, from what I hear, not bad. I mean, none of these guys are. They're playing in the NFL or even on scout team. But still, he could be a a solid pickup there at the end. And then the last two are linebacker Jameer Jones out of Notre Dame. And offensive guard Cordell Iwagua. (laughs) got these guys and their names out of out of Texas Christian so you know we're picking up bodies and, and we will be picking up more uh, we are going to sign more guys because like I said we are trying to make a 90-man roster and I want to say we had about 75 going into the draft 72 I think actually we drafted five and we've signed eight you know we're we need five more guys at minimum and i don't think the trades are going to be done got <laughs> kind of a sneaking suspicion bill o'brien's going to do one or two more trades before the end of or before this season starts so we'll see i mean he keeps me on my toes and keeps me uh, able to get content for you guys that kind of wraps up the draft and free agent talk so far uh right before the draft the texans did sign michael thomas We signed Michael Thomas, just not the Michael Thomas you're thinking of. We signed uh, veteran safety Michael Thomas to a one-year deal. He's 30. He was, you know, team captain on the Giants. He's a Pro Bowl player in 2018 on special teams, you know, so there you have it again. Houston is trying to bolster up at special teams and, you know, get ready for next year. Special teams took a big jump, and if that's what you're doing – Have him help out there, that's great. More depth in the back of the defense is what we need also. So right now we have safeties Reed, Gibson, Moore, Murray, Watkins, and now Thomas. So it may be a long shot for him, but it's a one-year deal. And again, it seems more like a special teams play and not a piece to actually start or really get playing time on the defense unless there's injuries. But we'll see. You know, maybe he comes in and shines under Anthony Weaver's new system. And, you know, we luck out and have to sign him again next year. That'd be best case scenario. That's it for today. You know, we had a had a great weekend. Hope you guys did as well. Hope everybody stays safe out there. And I look forward to bringing more content to you guys. So... Stay healthy, and don't forget, go Texans!